welcome back everybody to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm doing very well, thank you for asking. I think we've got our, you figured out, of course, our audio issues with Facebook, so hopefully Facebook Live is better now. We'll find out. We're going we're gonna to find out uh, if anybody uh, jumps on and it sounds the same then it sounds the same if not then hey we figured it out there you go. good job on your part uh so uh, anyway how are you uh you know what bud i i've had better days because uh we made a little bet on the home run derby and we'll get to that in a little bit um but uh, we've got we've got home run derby this week we've got talk a little bit about the all-star game not much at all yankees red Sox. Uh, USA basketball. Mm-hmm. We've got some NBA finals, of course. Mount Rushmore of pets, and of course the comedy segment with Mister Jimmy Yang. That's right. That my Mount Rushmore is going to be a nightmare for me, but uh, I'm looking forward to it still. And uh, we need to talk. We need to start quickly with this home run derby because <sighs> we have decided that. Uh, the loser of this bet has to do 100 push-ups by the end of this podcast. So we can stretch this out to a three, four-hour podcast. No. But the uh, – <laughs> Yeah, I might need three to four hours because Adam took uh, – Adam, Adam, we both talked about how obviously Pete Alonzo was going to be the favorite. He won it the last time they had one two years ago. The guy just kills the ball in these things. Um, but I went out and took Shohei Otani. I thought it was going to be the Shohei Otani show. He probably hit the ball harder than anybody. Did you watch the home run derby? I saw. So I had a game. I got home during that that huge round between Otani and Soto. I think We're, it was in the second round. It was the first round or second it round? It was the, fir- the first round when okay. they when they had the, the swing offs. That was in yes. the first round. Yeah. So Otani, this dude comes up in the first five balls he hit. I thought so he was going to kill one of the kids. He was hitting the ball. The ball came off his bat different than every other player. I'm going to tell you right now, it it just jumped. The ball jumped off his bat different than everybody else. He may not have hit home runs in the beginning, but I bet his exit velocity was still higher than everybody else's. Yeah, probably, I, which is why he's leading the league in home runs. Um, yeah, I, I so I didn't get to see the first part of the part of it. A couple guys got eliminated before I got home, but yeah, I did see the rest of it. Um, it, the home run derby can get pretty boring pretty quickly, but can can jump for in, in seconds, jump right back into being really exciting. When you get to the last you know thirty seconds of a guy's round, and he needs another four, five, six home runs to tie or to to get over the hump to to beat the guy that he's going up against, it gets really exciting at the end of those rounds. Oh man, it's all about being the second person. Like yeah, you I half the people who hit first I hardly even watched, and then when this next second person came up, it's like all right, let's see if I can get there. And the first three or four rounds were awesome because they were all within. When then Pete Alonso went off in the fourth round, but in the first three rounds were all close. They were all within one. The first two were with one within one, and then Otani and and Soto go into two go into two double overtime in the first round. 
Yeah, I feel like if you're second, you can kind of pace yourself. You know that number you have to get, and yep. you know if you got to speed up, if you got to make sure you hit them out. If you, you know, if you can, if you if you can afford to waste a couple, just put some lighter swings on it, and you might get them out. You might not, but you know you're not going to waste all your energy, right. you know, in a couple of swings, and you can kind of catch your breath a little bit and still still hit. But um, yeah, it's I think you're right. Going second is a big deal. So anyway, obviously I took Shohei Otani. Otani lost. You took Pete Alonso. He won. We made a bet right before, literally seconds before before the uh, before it went off. And Adam, I'll let you tell him what I lost in. So so you have to do a hundred push-ups by the end of this podcast, and I feel. I, you do them however you want, but I feel like by tens. Like I feel oh, that's like my, you can that's crank my number. out ten. Yeah, I'm gonna bust out ten. I'm gonna go ten at a time. I'm gonna I, be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna knock out ten, and then. Uh, I, and, and but to do that ten back. times throughout the podcast, you probably should get ten ten in right now. Uh, I'm gonna have to do it like every ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> what are we in here? We're four you minutes have to in. Do like ten, like every six minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. All right, so. All right, so I'll go ahead and start my ten push-ups, and I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you jump into. You can either go directly into the All-Star game if you want, or if you would like to, you got a little surprise or you want to do something else. I'm gonna bust out ten push-ups real quick. About to get jacked on uh, Facebook Live. And Chris is going on vacation. He's gonna have the ultimate beach body when he gets there because right. he's getting this hundred in. Right. Um, <laughs> I while you're doing that, I do have. And we gotta make some room in the studio to to get the, to 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 give you yourself the length That's of right. you. Um, you can be the judge of my of, of push up or not. <laughs> Here we go. One, two. I'm gonna make him nervous and count. I think that's five and six. There's seven. There is eight, nine. And he's got 10, no problem, didn't break a sweat. And while he's getting his headphones back, this I'm going to tell tough. you, the cool thing about uh, the, what Pete Alonso did, so I didn't realize, I, I didn't pay attention to this, I'm sure I've seen it before, but you win a million dollars if you win the Home Run Derby. So um, Pete Alonso apparently donated $50,000 to the Wounded Warrior Fund, or the Wounded, Wounded Warrior Project, uh, and another 50 to the 9-11 first responders to benefit the 9-11 first responders, which I'm honestly, I don't know how that works because that was 20 years ago. So I don't know if it's the families that lost people or people I'm that sure survived it's just a benefit, it or something for the families or for, or, or maybe the fire departments or the police yeah, departments those, or those like departments that. still. Yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure, but that'd be my guess, but that is pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool gesture by Pete Alonzo. And he's, you know, donated some of that. Now, you know, it's a hundred thousand out of out of a million, but he's he's making league minimum. I mean, he. Oh yeah, he's still on his rookie deal. Right. So uh, so cool move by Pete Alonso. The next night, of course, we had the All Star game. How do you feel? I'm tired. You're tired. Let's do this to to as you take your breath. I got a little surprise. You know, I like to do surprises. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A couple weeks ago, it was a Saturday. I was in between a couple running a couple errands. Drove by the old baseball card store. Oh boy! And I decided to stop in, take a look around. It's been years since I've been in this baseball card store. Ended up buying a box of 1988 Donruss. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, 
I actually spread it out th- over a couple of weeks. I just opened all the packs except for the very last pack, which I would like for you to do the honors if you wow. don't mind. Absolutely. And and you keep Look those. You keep them. You give them to your boy. Whatever you want to do. But I just thought you might. Uh, Is there bubble gum in here? I just thought you might enjoy that. <laughs> Is there bubble like, gum? Yeah. Uh, no, no gum in there. Oh, no that's I'm a bummer. Oh, that's okay though. So, quick question for you. Yeah. Uh, so this, what year is this? 89, you 88. said? 88. Uh, so 89 Dunnerus was the Griffey rookie, right? Yeah, 89 would have been him. Now, yeah. I, I'll tell you, I have not, of all the packs, I have not gotten a Barry Bonds. Bonds should be in there, and he was only, what, two years in or something like that? Okay. So, um, so here's, I'm hoping here's my next Bonds question in. for you. What uh, what baseball card uh, what what baseball card shop did you go to? Shout out Ideal Baseball Cards. Old Ideal, Glenway nice. Avenue. Glenway Avenue. One of maybe only two shops do they, around. Do they pretty much? Ju- I think Shoeless Joe's is still open over I there in Bridgetown. Have not been in there. Man, holy cow! Look at these. Have been in this wrapper for thirty some odd years. That's All right. right. Thirty three right. years. Yep. Here we go. Ready? The puzzle piece. Oh. Stan Musial puzzle. Yeah. Did you put the Stan Musial puzzle together yet? I have not. I got all the pieces together. have Ooh. not put the puzzle together. A little together. Bill Madlock action. That's, a, that's not bad. Okay. Mark Hudson, no idea. Mike Griffin, no idea. Fred Manrique. Yeah. Oh, boy. Hey. Daddy got a Diamond King. Yeah. That's my and favorite a, thing about and that. And it's a red. Oh, is it really? It's a red. Let me guess. Okay. John Franco. Nope, he's an outfielder. Ooh, um, boy, it's not Eric Davis. It is not Eric Davis. Oh, okay. So eighty-eight. Um, let me say Cal Daniel. No, booyah, Cal, Cal Daniels. Daniels. And the next Boom. card is Barry Larkin. Hey, how about that? Hey, three, nice. three good ones in there. Nice. Dan Gladden, not bad. Tom Hankey, not bad. Ken Phelps, no idea. Rich Gedman. Uh, we got Rick. Roden, I've actually heard of that guy before. Yeah, yeah, Rick yeah. Roden, yeah. A lot of common cards here. <laughs> yeah, a lot of commons here. Oh, there's a Jack Morris. That's hey, not terrible. There you go. Juan Nieves. Uh, uh, Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Eric Bell. <laughs> Barry Bonds. And uh, last but not least, Mr. Richard Dotson. Hey, old Ricky boy. I'll tell you what. Hey, and these I'm going to tell you right now. I like the cow and the berry. Yeah, if there was a good rookie in here, I mean, these are all pretty well-centered cards on here. These are some nice-looking ball cards right here, buddy. Very nice. Get you a hard plastic for the Cal Daniels and the Barry Larkin. Toss oh, it up in your, in your room or something. And uh, Cal Daniels, number 14. Cal Daniels teams with Eric Davis to give the Reds two of the most exciting outfielders in the game. He is kidding. the delicious combination of power and speed. Mm. Ooh. Sounds Cal delicious. Daniels is delicious. All right. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I, I like that. Man, I'm going to have to start buying a pack of baseball cards to open live on the I'll, air every week. I'll tell you, they got like 20 more boxes of that same year. That's it. And that's the, they're almost the only boxes they have. I don't know what I, happened in 88. Must have not been they a very a, good year. They got a gross of those things. Yeah, there's got to be something. There's not a lot of stuff going on. That's for sure. Uh all right, so I thought that might be fun. Go, let's jump in real quick to the All-Star game. Eight straight godforsaken wins for the American League now, 5-2. I, I mean, f- I feel like that's pretty much all there is to say. Winker uh, Winker was 0 for – went 0 for 2. Uh, drew a walk. He did. I'm sorry. He was 0 for 1 drew and walk. drew a walk. Uh, and then what's his name? Uh, Castellanos. Castellanos grounds into a double play, which kind of sucked in his second at bat. But it is what it is, man. Yep. It's the All-Star game. 
they got to go. It was first time for them. Their kids got to have a blast. Yeah, sounded like they had a looked like they had a really good time. Very cool. Um, hey, we, we got a we we've got a Disney World joinee listening in on the podcast Whoa. today. Old Jared Zeiser's out in uh, cousin Jared's out in uh, out in Disney World. Hey, oh nice, That's yes awesome. he is. Uh, Rich Dotson is an Anderson grad, class of seventy seven. Is he really? Shout out Brad Ellis for the info hey. on Rich on on class of seventy seven. That would have been older, much older than uh, Uncle Brad. Yeah. Well, hey, there you go. Brad Ellis, appreciate the uh, – there he is, Rich Dotson, White Sox, Chicago White Sox right there, brother. Very cool. Yeah, Richard Elliott Dotson, born yeah. in Cincinnati, Ohio. There it is. How about that? So now you need three hard plastics. Yep. One for the cow, one yep. for the berry, and one for the rich. All right. He's a – that guy's a – he's a mouth – he's a mouth thrower. Um, all right, so, so speaking of baseball here, let's go because baseball is supposed to start this week. Uh, and here we go again, brother. As if, as if, right when the we saw the light at the end of the tunnel, Adam Schmidt, even knowing that COVID broke out in the New York Yankees starting pitching staff, Adam Schmidt still showed up to the studio. Good for you, yeah. proud of you. Hey, I was just at the Yankees game uh, two weeks ago. Literally. Oh well, I mean, then I, I, you probably already had it. You I, had your two week. That was my two weeks. That was your two weeks. I, You're I good to go. Got it there. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So three pitchers. Uh, our confirmed COVID cases, the have shut down the Yankees Boston series. We're looking at, uh, I think Aaron judge is in the protocol and a couple other guys are in this, uh, you know, whatever the protocol is. So here we go again, man. Here we go. You know, it, it makes me wonder who was vaccinated and who wasn't. That's, that's kind of the thing now is when I hear that people get it, I'm like, okay, were they vaccinated? Were they not? You know, or how bad if they got it and they're vaccinated, which is possible from what I understand, how bad is it? Are they, you know, symptom free or whatever, but they just still have to do that because there are other people that aren't vaccinated yet. What's the deal with that? I don't know if we're going to find out because there's still that whole thing where they don't have to tell you. It's HIPAA violation, man. You can't yeah. know what has to tell you if they've got a shot right. or not. And I, I still don't understand what hippopotamuses have to do with any of this, but I, there's some sort of violation with them. So They don't like it you when didn't, people So divulge. the hippo is pretty much the animal that um, the very first veterinarian, he, his expertise was in hippos. And to make sure that the hippos uh, felt secure and safe, he refused to give any information out uh, that that could, you know, uh, violate uh, the HIPAA violation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'll tell you what, that minor in veterinary sciences in college did you well, man. Yeah. You have a lot of information about animals all the time that I, I had no idea about. You're always giving me nuggets, uh, and that's cool. I appreciate that. You're um, welcome. So now I know what's up with the hippo stuff, but but in real life, so so obviously, so they're not going to be able to. You're never going to find out. I mean, maybe you will if they say something, or they don't. If the person decides to tell you, it is what it is. Look, man, at this point in time, this whole world's about to get it again. We're all going to get it again. We're all going to go through this again. Hopefully, it's less less people die because we all got our shots and everything now. It's going to be, this is going to be, we're, we're, what is this, wave number four or three, yeah. four, five? How many waves we got? It seemed the, like every month they were like, here comes another wave. So I don't know how many it's been now. So they've been able to play half a season without a single game canceled due to 
COVID. So my question is, I haven't really read too much into this. I just heard it before earlier today. So is how often are they testing? Are they still doing it for every single, are they doing it every single day like they did last year or are they only testing people that haven't got a shot? I, I mean, what's, what's the deal? I don't, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe it's once more a random week? testing and then if anybody feels symptoms, if anybody gets sick or something, I'm sure they get tested right away. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but it's just insane to me. I just don't know. I don't, I mean, there's no way these guys are still getting tested every single day. Yeah. I doubt it. Especially with, you know, we, they've talked about this with the NFL too. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to get a certain percentage of players and staff on every sure. team to a certain point, you know, to to, yeah. va- to get vaccinated, and it depends on that, I think, too. So I don't know all the details, but um, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I guess there was enough to to make them worry enough to cancel a Red Sox Yankees game, which I feel like is a game that they would do a lot Everything, more than any other game. Yes, absolutely. More TV. than Yankees Mets, more than just about yeah, Yankees Red Sox, they want that game to play. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh so hopefully everybody uh you know, goes through their thing and it's not, you know, gonna be spread throughout the whole clubhouse and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, the the big thing is I'm sure everybody else has been tested. As long as everybody else comes back negative, if they lose three starting pitchers for two weeks, that's gonna suck for the Yankees. Yeah. But they're gonna continue to play baseball. And that's Congratulations the way, you to know, the triple A guys that get called up. Exactly. It's gonna be a lot of fun for them, right? And then the double A guy or it's probably gonna be a couple yeah. double A guys because they right. probably want so it's gonna be it's going to be a struggle, and the Yankees have been struggling already this year. So, I mean, it is what it is. The Red Sox look really good. The Yankees have looked really bad. So, Which was kind of the opposite of what everybody was expecting, <laughs> I think. I don't think the Red Sox were expected to be all that great. The Yankees were expected to be one of the best teams in the league. And uh, you're right. It's been the opposite, much to our delight. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, here we go. So, so that's that. Um, but speaking of COVID, it's not just – in baseball now we also hear it's like all of a sudden over the weekend it's ruining my sports again (laughs) this is the one thing i've said since the very beginning when this started in this podcast we started with this podcast the thing that upsets me the most about the coronavirus and the covid19 and all this is it is interrupting my sports Mm -hmm. and i don't like it usa basketball is struggling enough without having to lose bradley beal who's one of their top five players on that team right now I don't. I that that Bradley Beal is now tested positive. They are. They have. Are they just said no? You're not going to the Olympics. It's done. Like you're just not an Olympian anymore. And there's another guy. Who's the other guy that's in has protocol now? Jeremy Grant. So I'm sure he's got to get tested a couple times. But the crazy thing is, Bradley Beal just played like two games last week. Mm-hmm. This week? No, he played this week. Yeah. So. Does that mean Nigeria's under it and Australia's under it? And I mean, this this team's already they lost to Nigeria and Australia back to back. The they avoid what was it? They've lost one exhibition game. They were like fifty four and one over their last fifty five, and then they lost two straight. Yeah, yeah, uh, really weird. And I I'll tell you, I mean, you know, the rest of the world has come much closer to catching up to the NBA for sure in the last. 20 years or so since the dream team most people credit the dream the 92 dream team the original dream team for kind of like launching basketball for the rest of the world uh, or making it more popular so uh the australia one didn't surprise me all that much they still uh, the talent on the nba team should be or on the on the usa team should still be quite a bit better than everybody else but uh because you got durant and harden and and 
Lillard and some of the very, very best guys. Um, but Australia is, has one of the best pro has one of the best pro. Yeah. You drop down and give me 10 there, pal. Um, <laughs> one of the best pro leagues in the league in the world is in Australia. So they're really good. Of course, Spain and Argentina, which is funny because that Argentinian team, uh, the USA beat them by 20 a uh, day or two later after losing those two games. So, it's going to be interesting, man, because they're going to get all they can handle. Congratulations. 20 down, buddy. 20 down. Uh, USA is going to get all they can handle. And, and, and now without Bradley Beal, who can fill it up, um, they're going to be – it's going to be very interesting. I'm going to be excited to watch these games for a different reason. I used to love seeing Team USA just beat teams by 60 and 70 points and look like a – you know, look like if, if you and I played against first graders or something like that. But – uh, it's different now, man. It's it's kind of fun to see them in close games and have to have to come up with plays and have to you know kind of play as a team a little Did bit. Did you see the play for the last shot uh, in that Nigeria game? It took like four four five seconds for it to develop. They got a terrible shot. They all looked lost. This they, I don't know. I it's it's it was fresh, but they're they're these these teams that they're playing. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, dude. I'm up 20 push-ups, and I'm already out of breath. <laughs> These teams that they're playing are play together all year long. Maybe they got one or two guys that are in the league or something like that, but for the most part, these teams are playing together all year long, so they know each other. This, you know, we might have the most talent, but think about – I go back and I think about we went to a high school that – you know, maybe the basketball team was never the most talented team that was on the court, but they played together and knew where each other were going to be and were coached well, and and they could beat the better talented teams. Mm-hmm. And it's or or even like you look at the Cinderella teams in the NCAA in the NCAA tournament, right? You have always got a team with juniors and seniors on it that beats a, a team that's got a bunch of one and dones or, or a young team and it becomes an upset due to, you know, because that's the, the maybe Kentucky Duke, whoever, somebody's got a bunch of young kids and they're, they, they've got a lot of talent and it becomes an upset, but really, I mean, they just play better together. So yeah. that's right. Yeah. And, and I've heard people talk about uh, their, the defense, uh, from Team USA, they're going to need to to decide to clamp down and and play defense, play great defense. And those guys are all talented enough to do that. They just, you know, a lot of those, a lot of these guys are, and and they've done a better job um, on Team USA to put together teams that aren't just all the not the best player from every team. They do have some guys, some Draymond Greens and and Jeremy Grants and guys like that who are defensive players and stuff, but they, they've got to get the Kevin Durant's and the Damian Lillard's and the James Harden's to play defense. I mean, they've got to, they've got to get them to commit to that stuff. And usually guys will do that in Olympic play. And so I'm not too worried about it. I think once they're playing actual games in the Olympics, I think they're probably going to, you know, really turn it up and be ready to go, and so I, I'm not too worried. And they'll have more practices together. They'll they'll be better as a team. Um, I want I want to look at their roster because 
it seemed to me like it was a lot of uh, like like the you, you always hear about the world, right? Europe, the way Europe plays, right? This is where Kristaps Porzingis and all these big guys that can shoot mm-hmm. come from Europe. They don't have a back to the basket, just a big dominant guy inside, right? Like you look back at the old dream teams with Patrick Ewing or Shaquille O'Neal or mm-hmm. David Ke- Robinson, Kevin Garnett, David yeah. Robinson, all these guys that played on these Olympic teams over the years that were dominant teams had a big giant guy in the middle who blocked a hundred shots and got 400 rebounds in the Olympics. And it seems almost like none of those guys really are on this Olympic team that you could get from the NBA, right? The best big guys in the NBA right now are foreigners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so Joe Kitchen. Yeah. yeah. So Embiid. so you yeah, Embiid, guys like you like if you I don't know who that next guy would be, but who we there's you know, you got Draymond Green playing a five mm-hmm. a lot. And Draymond Green's what? He's Charles Barkley size, six seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that is another thing is is it used to be the world had to play with Team USA. Now it seems like Team USA is like has to try to put a team together to to play against the world. Mm-hmm. And that is when you start changing your team to play against somebody else, that's when you lose. Yeah. Yep, I, I've always been interested, and in mostly I've heard it from from coaches that coach teams that are really good, but. I've heard coaches over the years say, you know, sometimes like, you know what, we don't spend a ton of time watching film and and game planning for teams because we're more worried about what we do. If we execute our stuff and we do the things we want to do on both ends of the floor, we're going to be pretty good. We're going to be tough to beat. Yeah. Um, But and, and when you have talent like that, like, you know, you can do that at Kentucky and Duke and with Team USA. But mm-hmm. you're right. It, it's you know there's there's mostly a different style around the world in these other these other leagues and these other countries. And you're right. They've got to they've got to adjust a little bit. And if U.S. Team USA tries to put a team together to play to that, that's not Team USA USA strength. So they're not going to be able to play that kind of game. But I want to see it because I, you're going to have to play defense and you're going to have to share the ball and play because they. I mean, you know they're going to. They know that they want to play one on one. They know Damian Lillard's going to catch the ball and he he's going to do a sidestep fifty footer because that's what he does in the NBA. Yep. And Kevin Durant can shoot from anywhere on the floor. And you know, it, but that they're going to prepare for that. And it's you know, it's still hard to stop even when you do prepare for it. But it's it's better basketball when you pass the basketball a ton and you get open shots for guys all the way up to the line. That's those are much better shots than the than the sidestep you know forty footers with guys guarding you. Um, so I'm excited to see the NBA or the, the Team USA have to adjust a little bit to that style because I would like to. They've see got that. they've got uh, they've got uh, Devin Booker on this team. Is Devin Booker gonna join the, the USA basketball team after the finals is over? Possibly, yeah. If he's huh. on that roster, I, I imagine because they don't go until is it another I think week or week. something? Yeah. The twenty, I think it's from the twenty third to August something thirteenth. Might depend if he plays seven games, then maybe he won't. I mean, the, the roster is good. And Chris Middleton, they have Chris Middleton on the roster too. So, I mean, there's good players that are that that aren't on this team right now. If they do, if those guys are still going to that team, but just going up and down this team, I mean, Kevin Durant and Bam Adebayo are pretty much your big guys, and that's Draymond. Yeah, I mean, Draymond is, but Draymond is. 
I mean, he plays five all the time. I mean, you got Kevin Love in there, too, who's going to be that shooting big man, but that's it. And I don't know, man. It's going to be, it's, this is, this is, you don't have Kawhi. You don't have LeBron. Mm -hmm. Steph. Um, You don't have Steph. I mean, you're, you're talking about, you know, three of the five best players in the league. You don't have Harden. You don't have, uh, is Harden not on there? Dr. Drew. No. Did I say Dr. Drew? Dr. Drew Holiday. Dr. Drew. (laughs) (laughs) No. What was that? What was the Pepsi commercial that, uh, Kyrie Irving used to do? Old oh, man oh Drew Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have Kyrie Irving. I mean, there's a lot of mm-hmm. – I mean, if they wanted to put a dream team together, they could do it. Yeah. But they don't do that anymore, though. I mean, they stopped doing that after – These guys um, get a medal. They get one gold medal. After and the Iverson, uh, whoever was on that team, the Marberries and Iversons and those guys that were on that team that lost and won bronze or whatever it yeah. was that one year, they, they kind of reshaped it and they got guys that are – going to go in there and be more rebounders than scorers and more defensive players than scorers role players yeah i don't know i, I don't like it i'd rather see i'd rather see kevin durant dream uh <laughs> kevin durant Kawhi leonard uh james harden uh lebron james yeah. kyrie irving i want to see a stacked steph curry i want to see a stacked just an unbelievable team that just runs up and down the court, just like we used to do. Run all over these old, these old Europeans, and let's get this thing back to the way it should be in four years. These young Europeans, they 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 play professionally at four, fifteen over there. Fifteen, <laughs> so crazy. Uh, so speaking of that, let's go into the into the spot of the of the night where all of our uh, all of our loyal listeners absolutely love. It's the, NBA talk. That's right. NBA finals. NBA uh, finals. Dad, you go ahead and get yourself a get yourself a water or something. You can go check out for a minute. Go to the bathroom. It won't. It won't be long. We'll talk in. about the finals for a minute, and then we've got our Mount Rushmore and our comedy segment. So, so don't worry. We won't take too long. We all know how ma- how much you guys love this. But here's the deal. This podcast is our podcast, and we love baseball and we love basketball. So those are the things that we're going to talk about the most. There's going to be very little football involved. Uh, we'll talk about it here and there. But we to be talk honest, about Richard Sherman, if you want, I mean, we we could definitely. Richard Sherman went through a pretty crazy thing. I don't know all the details of it, <laughs> no, but I've always. Gonna I'm going to tell you right now. I always liked Richard Sherman. I yeah. really liked Richard Sherman. He was. I mean, the guy was a phenomenal football player, but. I mean, you know, I like a guy who's got a big mouth and ain't afraid to say what he thinks. You know what I mean? You know what I thought? You know, I don't like those kind of guys. But and when I when he first came out and he was he was outstanding as a player and he seemed like he he was a a mouthy guy and he was trash yeah. talking a yeah. lot and stuff like that. I was like, oh, I immediately don't like this guy. I don't like this. And then I saw you know more information about him and more interviews and stuff like that. And he seems like a really smart guy and he. You know, he's seemed, not just like some loudmouth trash talker. Yeah, he's right. out there. He's out there. He's not a he's not a dummy that's just running his mouth. Well, I think CTE might now be kicking he, in on him. Yeah. Well, he got a little CTE jumping yeah. in, or he just got a little too drunk. It happens he, to the best of us, man. T- sometimes you. sometimes you get a little sometimes you get a little a little too much in you. Little uh little little fight breaks out and you know, you say some things that you didn't mean. I I don't know. I am with you. I don't know all the details yet, but I did, you know, he's he's in a heap of trouble and um so are a few other guys in the NFL, but we we don't need to touch that right now. It's um yeah. So let's talk about the finals. I'm gonna give ten more in. I might drop twenty out here real quick because I'm I'm falling behind here. You know, drop drop twelve, fifteen, whatever you feel, whatever you feel. All right, I'm I'm loving this. I think I had to do this once, didn't I? I think you did. Yeah. But it was it was it a hundred? I don't remember. Um, 
I think it was 300 and I did it in like two, like I did 150 and 150 within like five minutes of each other. I'm pretty sure that was the case. Um, but this is just a hundred. So no problem here for Chris. He is a, uh, a, a stud and he's, uh, you know, just so much upper body strength. 15. 15. There you go. All right, that's nice. 35, 35 under your belt. Buddy. Shohei Otani, I'm going to tell you right now, if I ever see you in person, I'm making him do a hundred pushups for losing the home run derby. There you go. Yep. <laughs> That's a good call. I want, I want to get that together somehow. I want you to meet him and see you approach him and say, I lost the bet because of you, and I had to do 100 push-ups. I need you to drop and give me one Absolutely. hundo. Yeah. I, he should have to, for the physical shape that he's in and the age that he is, he should have to do 300 He push-ups. probably does 500 a day. <laughs> well, that's good. I can get his exercise in. There you go. I'll tell you what was cool was uh, seeing he and uh, Ichiro uh talking it up that was that was fun to see can they speak do is each of us from japan isn't he yeah yeah so I'll tell you what man these guys in their languages on uh, yeah they all speak 30 languages i know i know it makes me feel like such a dummy um because i can barely speak one but i love how they like so this big thing about show so real quick, let's talk about this because because Stephen a smith said something about Shohei otani he needs to learn how to speak the language better blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. he apologized for it Here's the deal. As they're interviewing Shohei Otani and they're asking questions, he's nodding at exactly the right moments in time. He understands English. Give the dude, give the dude a few years to like who who <laughs> how can you look at somebody who comes from another country and is 30 years old and never but that's the country they live in. That's like saying, "Hey Stephen A Smith, you go oh, just you go to China and play baseball there for a year and a half." The first year, play with a COVID season where you see no one and can't do anything. And then I'm going to tell you, geez, old Pete, learn how to speak Chinese already. Good night, man. Come on. That's the dumbest thing yeah. in the world. What, what I thought, and, and I didn't see the what he actually said. I saw the quote like in print. And if that was accurate, what I saw, it looked to me like he, was, he wasn't saying like he should be speaking he, English. He was no, saying no, no, no. He, he was saying... One of the things about baseball is when the face, when the when your best player now is doesn't speak English, it it makes it harder for baseball. Hard because to promote. Yeah. Hard to promote it. That was the whole point, but it came off. And and he. I mean, I, I he just even I said that it came off. He knew it came off the yeah, way that it sounded. I, did, I honestly did not have a problem with what he said. I'm not a huge Stephen A. Smith fan, but. I didn't think it was all that bad. I didn't think he needed to apologize for anything. Well, I you got to remember, brother. Anything. You got to remember what's going on right now because we're going to talk about this with Jimmy with Jimmy Yang when when that comedy when we talk about the comedy special coming up. Hey, man, we're in the middle of when, when it's a hot button topic now. Mm-hmm. He could have said that a year ago, and it would just be another statement from Stephen A. Smith. No one would have said a word. Uh, yeah, but we, know. you know, hey, we're. We're we're coming. We're getting better as a community, and uh, there you go, right? Yeah, I mean, I get. Yeah, as long as you're not being mean to the guy, what's the big deal? I didn't think he was. That was the thing. Like, I think he was just saying, like, you know, your 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 best player doesn't speak English, so it's going to be harder for like kids to relate or whatever. And whatever. I I mean, I don't even agree with him. I just didn't think it was all that bad. Was all that bad. Anyway, man. You're are you so so now we know how you really feel about uh, uh people from the west or from the mid east or from the east. 
the the is it east west yeah east. i always wondered far, about that. far east so they're far east right and we're western whatever civilization yeah, they're western eastern hemisphere yeah. so but the world is a big old giant circle yeah so if you keep going east eventually they're going to be to the west we're further east then if yeah. you just go all the way around <laughs> yeah i mean eventually they're going to be closer on the west than the east right so what what so it what, depends on which way you go. like if you're like say you're in australia are we now the East and they're the West? <laughs> or in Africa? If you're in Africa, like halfway between, mm-hmm. where's the East and the West there? Or is that what they get, gauge it off of? Maybe we got to go over to the other side and hit up uh, hit up Alaska. <laughs> where's the East and West now? I don't know. I'm, I, the, I, that, that confuses me more than anything in the world. Whoever decided to split our Earth up, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a little Kyrie Irving on us. Whoever decided to it. lay it flat on a piece of paper. Yeah. And put everything where it's at. Amelia Earhart, I think. Did Amelia that. did that when yeah. she flew all the way across the world. Yeah, and then and then died did, in the. Um, didn't she get lost in the Bermuda Triangle? Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, <laughs> nobody, nobody ever found her. <laughs> no, she's gone forever. See you, Amelia. Yep. R.I.P. Man, that's sad. R.I.P. Or maybe not R.I.P. Rest in wherever you she are. She could be the Bermuda tr- Triangle. Could be like a. I don't know. A, a whole other land, a whole a, other dimension. A vortex where no one no one dies or no one goes. You know gets older. She's just chilling. You just go there. Yeah. Elvis is there. Uh, did he die? John on the, Lennon. I is thought there? he died on the on the toilet. Oh yeah, but yeah, but they dumped his body in the Bermuda Triangle. Um <laughs> I don't know. All right, off topic. All right, so the NBA finals. We are now officially tied up two to two. Calm down everybody. Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns. Still have home field advantage in this. They have not lost home field advantage yeah. so far. The Suns won the first two games at home, and the Bucks won the next two games at home. Last game could be a little bit scary because Chris Paul only plays f- uh, 15 minutes, I believe. Or he didn't play the last 15 minutes. Maybe that's what it was. Whatever it was, there was a very long period. He, he did not play that much and did not play that well. He Five turnovers, seven turnovers. He had quite a few turnovers, unlike Chris Paul. Chris Paul is it's looking more and more like he is what if Phoenix is going to win this he's going to have to have a part. Devin Booker's going to get his. Devin Booker's going to do his thing. Well, I mean this basically the same thing happened to Devin Booker in game 3. I mean he he sat in most of the fourth quarter cuz he wasn't having a very good game. So that's happened twice now and they've lost both of those games. What's interesting is and then Devin Booker came back in game 4, came back and had 42. Yeah. Uh in a loss, but you know, bounce right back, and Chris Paul's too good to to do that. So he, now Drew Holiday is hounding him, and he really turned up the heat in, in that last game, in the last couple of games. You're right. I saw Chris Paul has has uh, 15 turnovers in his last three games. I think it is, and that's very unlike Chris Paul. He's he's uh, the most incredible thing about him is how many assists that he has with so few turnovers. I mean, the guy turns the ball over very little. He's such a good decision maker. Um, but yeah, if you keep him out of that mid range, you know, keep him from getting looks in the mid range game and, you know, make it harder on him to hit open guys and to get that, you know, that, that pick and roll with Deandre Ayton where he's lobbing passes to him. It's, uh, I think the, I think the bucks figured out something, made adjustments defensively, got those two games in Milwaukee. This is kind of fun, man. You're right. Um, they, they 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 have home court advantage and the Suns still do and so they go back for very pivotal game five. I've said I said it before on here. Larry Bird said it once before uh, that game five is the most important game in any series. And so here we go, game five back in Phoenix. 
I, I feel like Phoenix bounces back and they get game five. And then you go back to game six in Milwaukee. I'm fired up because I, because everybody has won on their court. And that means seven games. Yes, it does. Which means maybe, uh, maybe Devin Booker and, uh, and Chris Middleton don't play in the, in the <laughs> yeah. Olympics. Chris Middleton looked Really good. But this, this, so this is what I, what, I, what, how, how it usually works, right? You, you've got the superstar of your team, which for the Phoenix Suns is Devin Booker, and for the Milwaukee Bucks is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. So it's that next guy, right? Which is Chris Paul and Chris Middleton. Chris's. Chris, Chris Paul was winning that battle up until last night. Yeah, and and Chris Middleton came up big. So. It's going to be interesting, man. There's something to that home crowd. It is what it is. You're getting calls. DeAndre Ayton got a couple ridiculous foul calls on him when I thought he was in uh, perfect defensive positioning on Giannis. Uh, But it's Giannis, so the guy's a freak of nature and can get you to move. I I didn't think there were fouls. Two fouls quick in the first quarter, and, you know, that puts that does something to to a guy. So I'm so out of breath from this push-up bet. (laughs) How many did you crank out a minute ago? 15. I'm up to 50. Hey, hey, halfway, buddy. Yeah, halfway. Uh, Now you're just going to get your second wind, and the the next 10 or 15 are going to go easy, and then the next – I mean, you got it. The hardest part is I love talking so much. So coming up from doing the push-ups and trying to talk afterwards, that's when I'm really losing my breath is from the talking afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hard to do both i guess um all right so i mean you know that covers uh that pretty much covers the finals i mean we're gonna have game five we're gonna have this thing might be over because you're going on vacation so we're gonna have a hiatus for a couple weeks here so yeah the, i'll be, the finals I'll be will out be over. well i'll be out for i mean we could do we could do zoom we'll talk about that later maybe we do a zoom throw it up there maybe we just take two weeks off um we'll see how it goes might just take two weeks off with, so may, we may be coming back to the NBA, to, to the Olympics. Oh, my gosh. The Olympics are going to be while I'm on vacation, dude. Nice. That second we'll week, the it. Olympics will be on. There you go. Oh, I love the Olympics. Have I ever told you how much I love the Olympics? You have told me many times how much you love the Olympics. My next dog is going to be named Biles. <laughs> um, if you get another dog, especially the size of the two that you have right now, we're going to be moving the podcast to my house. I, um, I am not getting. I'm not, I'm not getting another dog. These two dogs are way too young. I got a dog. It's four and one. I do not you need do, another dog. You have four dogs. You I, do have four. Dogs. I have a four-year-old dog and a one-year-old dog. I'm not getting another dog for a very, 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 very long time. And to me, they're the size of large horses, and um, and, and and that's a lot for me. But uh, we'll talk about that. They're in a considered little bit. medium-sized dogs. <laughs> Well, by Andre the Giant. Or... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we can move into uh, what we're uh, good segue. I like it. Right? Move right into the Mount Rushmore pets. Adam was on the hook for figuring out what our Mount Rushmore was going to be last week, and he came up with the Mount Rushmore of pets, which might be the best thing in the world because Adam hates animals, insects, uh, reptiles. Yeah. Uh, What's another anything thing? living and breathing that's not a human? Yeah, Adam is not the biggest plants. Fan of plants, yeah, 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 anything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So somehow he comes up with the Mount Rushmore of pets. 
I, I'm still confused on how we're doing this, so I did the Mount Rushmore of my pets. Good. Uh, you can, it's whatever you want it to be. You have never, you've never had four pets. You have not had four pets in your life. So I don't, I don't, I guess you're just going to tell us what I don't know what you're going to do. So well, if you can include festival goldfish, I mean, I've had, yeah, I've had four pets, but uh, yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll go first because I'm sure please you, do. you, I mean, if you can remember four of your own pets, I'm still, that means, I'm still cycling through them in my mind. Had, so number one, the greatest, the greatest pet I've ever had in my life is uh, my, uh, I had a, a jet black chow and it had a black tongue, the whole nine yards, best dog in the world. His name was Tyson. Call him, yell for him. He come right back to you. Let him run. Never been on a leash. That kid, that dog was amazing. Old Tyson. Old Tyson. He scared the heck out of everybody that walked by, but was the nicest dog in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including me. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, he was good. Um, all right. All right. Tyson. I remember number, Tyson very well. Number two was a dog that lived in uh, the Witt household for a very, very, very long time. He uh, he he had a little bit of a skin disease. He did. And. Uh, he stank really bad and had some bad dandruff. We had to give him certain food, special food all the time. Uh, but he just loved to get into the bread. So he'd always find a way to eat a whole loaf of bread while we were gone. <laughs> and then he'd smell and chew his skin off for a week. But he was another dog. We never, we didn't have a fenced-in yard. We just opened the door. I, I feel like that is such a horrible thing to do. If there was a dog that was just always walking around my neighborhood, I'd be like, Get your dog out of my yard. Yeah. <laughs> we would open the door up and just let Oliver go. And then he'd just be sitting on the front porch and be like, oh, hey, buddy, come on in. <laughs> he just roamed the neighborhood and somehow never got shot, never got, never got run not, over by a milk truck. Nothing. Nothing. Dog just come right back in. People have cats like that that yeah. they just let out and they just go around the neighborhood. And then sometimes you open the door and they're there and they come on in if they want. If not, it's exactly right. So uh, what's the word when you uh, when you're a shocker or not a shock when you like you tell somebody something that that uh, that happens, uh, you know, like in a TV show or something uh, like there's a TV show on. And it was just on last night. Don't listen because I'm about to tell you about it. Oh, oh, oh uh, spoiler. Spoiler alert. There are zero cats on my on my list. I've only Good had call. one and there's zero cats that, that I've had one cat. He wasn't bad. So third on the list is a dog that I currently have, uh, Little Miss Luna. She's a husky. She's a pretty smart little fella. She's pretty good. She doesn't uh, She doesn't jump very often. She's not a fella. But, uh, yeah, she doesn't jump on Adam nearly as much as she used to, so she's becoming a much better dog the older she gets. Yeah. My last pet on my Mount Rushmore, this is a terrible Mount Rushmore because nobody knows who any of these things are. Well. Uh, my, my son's got a bearded dragon. I just decided to throw that up there. No oh. bandit, no bandit. No, the first dog I ever had, that dog was annoying. I always had to, he always ate all my lunch meat because that was the only way I could get him to come back home. I'd line lunch meat up down the, down the, down the, uh, my mom would be so mad when she got home. I was like, for some reason I was home by myself at the age of like nine, eight or nine. Like nobody was home. It was just me. Key. Just me. And I just walk. Hey, it's like, I mean, statute of limitations are over by now. Right. Yeah. And dog would get out and I just go grab all the, grab all the baloney and just start laying one piece of baloney down at a time. And bandit slowly come down the sidewalk to me and then we'd get the dog back. I remember the day, I think the day you got banded, or maybe it was the day after. I think I came over and spent the night at your house, and it was a tiny puppy. Yeah. And I was, you know, scared to death of every dog, even tiny puppies, uh, especially when I was that age. And 
I was really afraid of it, but it didn't take long because it was so little yeah. and it was, you know, very cute. Um, almost every dog is at that, you know, when they're just born and they're just, you know, yeah, it was a Malamute too. So it had a big, big fluffy fur and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I remember that. And I remember it like we were just messing with it and it was just running around on your bed or whatever. Um, I just, I, for some reason, have that memory etched in my mind. I don't remember anything about him being a puppy. Is that right? Zero memory at all. I was, what, five years old, something like that? Yeah. Zero memory at all. Yeah. Remember being a big dog, couldn't stand that dog when it got big. He got big. Just lived in the backyard. Yeah. It would jump, stand on, it would sit down in the backyard, you'd watch it, and there'd be a bird on the fence, and as soon as the bird flew off that fence, he would jump up and snag it. We'd go out there, mow the lawn, there'd be five dead birds. Oh, my gosh. That thing was, that was a bad son That's of a good guy. hunting dog, man. Yeah, he had the blue him. eye and the yellow eye, and like, he was a scary little dog, man. man. He was a scary little dog. Yeah. So anyway, that's my Mount Rushmore. Good for you. Uh, yep, Adam. Uh, I know you don't have anything written down for this, so I'm excited to hear what your Mount Rushmore pets is. All right, number number one, uh, your current dog Luna. Number two, <laughs> Oliver. Number three, Bandit. Number four. No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the only dog I've ever owned. His name was Hoover. <laughs> it was a dog that my parents got us because my brother and I were both uh, scared to death of dogs when we were little. And they got us a dog, a little puppy, uh, to try to get us out of that fear. And I was always too afraid of it to take care of it. So uh, they had to give it away. We have um, told this story. We've told yeah. this story a million times yeah. on this pod. Maybe not a million, but at least a few. So just for anybody that hasn't heard it. The best story ever. When I was a little, when I was little, I'd go over to Adam's house, and they had a dog. I was I love little dogs, right? Well, Adam and Joey, they'd be like, "Hey, you want to see my dog?" And be like, "Yeah, that sounds awesome." And we'd go up to their room, and we'd look out the window, and the <laughs> so, dog was tied up in the backyard, and that's how we looked at the. That's how Adam <laughs> and Joey looked at their dog, and then if they had to feed it, might have been the coolest thing in the world. You go just out of reach of the they would go just out of reach of the of the chain rope whatever it was tied to throw a ball scoot the bowl that extra foot closer <laughs> and then run away and watch him eat oh, that poor thing I, i'm glad my parents did the right thing and found a <laughs> found an owner that's gonna care about it oh and it's gonna gosh. love it um so good for them <laughs> it was the i'm telling you hey you want to come see my dog yeah man i'll check it out <laughs> took me up to the room and walked to the window i don't see a dog in this come, room <laughs> come look out this back window from the second story of our house <laughs> i feel like if they kind of got further away to show me the dog they would if we could have got up to the roof to show you the dog we would have done that <laughs> but um I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw hoover on there i'm sorry hoover r.i.p i'm sure um i hope so and i <laughs> 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if not, I mean, congratulations. Yeah, I, I feel like he's in a Guinness sorry, World Records. Yeah, I'm sorry about your hip dysplasia or whatever you probably have. Um, number two, I'm going to say, so there was a dog that I sort of quasi-owned uh, oh. because I was living with a, <laughs> with a uh, girlfriend at the time, and she had the dog, and I had a love-hate thing with it like I do with every dog, um, but it was a the tiniest little thing it was like seven pounds i could hold it with one hand and spin it on my finger and put it in my pocket and uh toss it behind my back nice 
so it, its name was Leo, and it was a little white, some kind of poodle or something. I don't know. I don't know anything some about poo, some kind of poo. Some kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was just the tiniest thing. It didn't. It, it another good thing about it was it didn't have any teeth because of this breed tra- traditionally, and this happened with this thing. It was, yeah, it, it had to get all of its. It had like. It, like a, a tooth your disease or something. Dog. No wonder this dog yeah. made your Mount Rushmore. It had no teeth. No you teeth. Scared of it, it did anymore. bite me once, though. Um, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. It, did. it gummed you. It gummed you. <laughs> it did, it did but he did it so you. aggressively because I cornered it in its cage because I was about to grab it and choke it to death because it pooped in the living room or in the dining room again. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I chased it into this its cage and I reached in to grab him and he was cornered. So he latched down for so, a second. And this dog made your Mount Rushmore. This dog made pets. my Mount Rushmore uh, because it was so small. And, you know, it, plenty of things I didn't like about the thing. It had a licking problem. It, it would never, ever stop licking. If you sat down or laid down on the couch, it couldn't stop. And it had to get your face or your hand like you could not stop licking you could push it away a hundred times another right back. another reason why tyson is number one on my list would not lick you nice your hand maybe he'd walk up and smell your face never ever licked anyone's face that's quality that's quality dog it's a good dog right there uh but it was just it was you know Every dog is kind of like that, even when they're a pain in the butt, which is most of the time to me. But they do have those things when they when they're settled down, when they're calm, and they they lay down next to you or press up against you and lay down, and they you know they give you the little cuddle thing and stuff. That's when the dog is nice. That's when you feel the the. That's why people are so freaking connected to their dogs, um, it, because they you know they feel that like love connection or whatever with their dogs. I don't feel it as much, but. Um, that was, uh, that was a good one. So, uh, number three, I'm going to say, I'm going to (laughs) say lump in every festival goldfish I ever had. (laughs) Most of the time they lasted a couple of weeks. Uh, I think I had one that lasted like a year or something. I had one that was, that lasted a long time. I had my brother and I both got a goldfish at a festival one year. (laughs) And I think it was. Mine ate his. Within the I first remember couple that. Of days. Yeah, Do you remember, remember that? that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we. I think we, it was like. I remember seeing there was like bones in there. You like wasn't there like bones I, floating or something? I, we noticed. I think we noticed like parts of the a one carcass? missing, or like parts of its fin missing or whatever, and it was still alive. And then like a day later, it was like mostly. Go- so that's your the one the one that died was on your Mount Rushmore, or the gonna, one that ate him, the, I'm gonna, the carnivore. I'm I'm lumping. You know what? The one that ate. I'm gonna say my. My fish that ate Joe's fish <laughs> is on my Mount Rushmore. I love how you guys had two goldfish and somehow act like you know which one was whose yeah. while it was swimming around. Well, you know, the goldfish have all kinds of different – there are so many different looking goldfish, um, but mostly really? they were the same. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can see little – like, you know, some have little spots or some a little, little lighter than others or darker than others. Huh. I don't know. Um, there you go. So – my fourth one, I am going to say number four on my Mount Rushmore of pets is I'm going to forget one. I'm going to remember one later, or somebody's going to remind me of one. And I'm you, gonna, you, oh, no, man, no one's going to remind you of a pet you had because you've never had pets. I'll tell you, I had, I think, like two hamsters and two gerbils along the way. Um, had those, got bit by a hamster one time. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> it was that's why I don't like animals. I expect them to bite me, and they have. Um, whether they have teeth or not doesn't matter, uh, and whether they were the size of my hand doesn't matter either. So, so Lilo and Stitch, Lilo and Stitch didn't have any teeth. You hated it, and it's on your Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch, Leo, Leo, oh Leo, 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 Leo. Sorry, sorry. Uh, named after Leonidas from the movie Three Hundred, I think. Is that who? Is that or? Yeah. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I think right? so. Uh, named after him. Uh, my number four, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go with the hamsters that I had because we at one time we bought the little tubes and stuff and get, built a little addition onto their cage and you know you oh, had the, yeah, the cedar chips yeah. in there and. Uh, you, it was always fun to fill up the water and put it in there and watch it come over and little, nibble at the little mm, thing. Watch it, watch it like lick the little ball in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> man, you all right there, bud? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> you mind go to the gutter? Just oh, thinking about a gerbil. Oh, speaking of gerbil, had going to the gutter. What'd you do with those gerbils? Oh, they died. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> One probably ate the other. I don't know. Um. So anyway, all right, there it is. I had a, I had a couple of hamsters, a couple of gerbils. Let's just throw them all in there. Any pet I that heard I've Richard had. Richard Gear really liked gerbils. I heard he I heard he was a big gerbil guy. <laughs> I just listened to a podcast <laughs> earlier today that people were talking about that very same thing. <laughs> Specifically, Mr. Gear. I don't know why everybody thinks him. Maybe is he is that a is that a real thing? Did that happen? I do, I don't know for sure. I there was a story out there. If you don't know about it give it a google and uh or if you don't know about it don't give it a don't google don't give it a google as a matter of fact make sure you don't get on google images i don't understand too. how you get one to get up there though i mean what would make an animal apparently go... it's a real thing that people do but i don't know how i don't understand how it works i don't know it's i don't know that's that's a, gerbils and buttholes man a, i'll tell you what that's, hard that's where this podcast has gotten so far i'll tell you have you made a fourth do you have a fourth for your that was my fourth oh yeah. that was your fourth the uh, gerbil the, the gerbil the, the the gerbils and hamsters was it richard gears gerbil or a gerbil that you kept in a cage i would say it was not richard gears gerbil i got all these things save at Jack, it jack's you aquarium you, you in, like, in cincinnati I mean, ohio i do not think so it wasn't like an spca you like you like uh save oh, the no, dog no. or whatever from a from no. a from this a was not a rescue Gerbils, a was not, rescue that's what I'm, you didn't rescue the gerbil i didn't from, rescue from gerbils a terrible I, home i did not rescue any goldfish from a smelly home no no it was living in a smelly place no so anyway that's uh that's my mount rushmore of pets uh all right so that's gonna take us so that's gonna take us into the comedy segment so sports are sports are done for the day uh that was the mount rushmore of pets i uh that brings us to the comedy segment which we did a fellow by the name of jimmy yang that's right. That's right. Jimmy O. Yang. As a matter of fact, uh, middle name, not sure if he said it. Uh, I'm going to say Oscar or Omar Something that he made up because or... his real name's not even Jimmy. He said his first name's oh. like Maniscorian, which is a thousand um, wishes or something. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right. So so uh, the be- the funniest part about this comedy segment. So this was, this was released in 2020. So... If you got to watch it with us, we appreciate. Oh no, nobody even knew we watched this, did they? No, that's ah, true. Spoiler alert: If you haven't watched Jimmy Yang, a uh, good deal. Then just turn this off now. We were going to do have, Chris Fairbanks. Yep, and we, we didn't. didn't. Yeah. We didn't. So Jimmy Yang, this dude is uh, pretty funny because this was 2020. Jeremy Lin uh, had just won 
a uh, NBA championship, uh, and and it was you know he got a lot of publicity for that. I remember him having a lot of interviews after that, even though all he did was sit on the bench. Um, but he says he starts the podcast off with, "It's pretty great to be Asian right now, isn't it? Yeah, things have been going really good for us here lately." <laughs> Obviously, this was taped well before 2021 yeah. uh, and all of the stuff that's going on now. I have a feeling that he would have started the comedy segment off a little bit different. So that obviously started me off laughing hysterically because for a second I thought he was messing around. And I was like, oh, it's kind of funny for him to start off with that. And then I realized he wasn't. And then I started really laughing hard. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, there were a lot of funny things about this. Um, I <laughs> The thing that I probably laughed the hardest about. Now, now number one, I laughed – I know I've seen this guy before, but I feel like I've seen him in in acting roles more than sure. I've seen he him talked about it. He was in uh, Silicon Valley or something, yeah. and I I don't I'm I feel like I've things. seen him in maybe maybe a commercial or two or something as well. Probably. Um, so anyway, you you'll you know if you you'll probably <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you keep remembering because I keep forgetting. Um, Chris is, is is going down for another you know ten fifteen twelve nine one two whatever he decides. Uh, and he was on 50. He's gotten 50 push-ups in, and he's cranking them out. I mean, still with ease, just not even in good technique. You know, he's. Not, I mean, I'm impressed with this. So, uh, but but getting back to Jimmy O. Yang, a lot of funny things. I mean, I I laughed out loud more than I expected to at this thing. And I I'll tell you what. Really pleasantly surprised uh, by this. Not that I mean I had no expectations really, but I just didn't know what to think really. And um, this guy, this guy made me laugh, and he's really funny. I just like I, I don't know. He just was like it seems like he's seasoned and just really good at use at getting the right words. He must have worked on this thing for a while, very long time, because it seems like he had just the right words. And, yep. you know, sometimes an, an extra word at the end of a joke that sent it over the edge and just, just made it super funny. Um, Yellow Panthers is what I is Yellow what Panthers I, was the best. Yeah. It was absolutely was... the best. I looked up on YouTube to see if there's if they had any videos out. Did they? No. No Yellow Panthers. Okay. Uh really funny there. He you know, he talks a lot about like Chinese stereotypes. It was and, basically all Asian stereotypes. It yeah, was yeah. the whole thing. Parents, the stereotypes of the dad, stereotypes <laughs> of the mom. Dad sent him to ping pong camp. <laughs> That's I, I love that too because I love playing ping pong, and uh, it sounds like he would probably beat me twenty one nothing or whatever you play to or whatever a skunk is eleven nothing or whatever, um, because he was really really into it. And he played the violin like you know stereotypically fifth chair. Fifth chair. Fifth chair. Um, later, he was talking about another thing. I wrote down was he was he was trying to, uh, you know, people. Were, he was I, like saying like people were always surprised by his, his ability to. I mean, he spoke perfect English. You couldn't yeah. even tell if you if you listened to an album of this and didn't see him, you'd be like, this guy is a white American. Yeah, he, he just you know uh, spoke perfect English, um, which might be weird to say. Probably weird to say, but. He, I mean, he talked about that kind of stuff, and it was, uh, he was talking about trying to convince people like I'm American. I've been here for a long. He moved there. I think he said he was, what, thir nine, something like that, thirteen, something like that. 
but he's been there for for 20 he's been in america for 20 years or more um and he is a he's a legal citizen now and everything Oh no! It was when he was uh, got, getting in trouble with the police when he was in college, yeah, yeah, and they yeah, were like yeah. talking about deporting him. And he's like, "What? I, I, I'm American. I'm just as American as anybody a, else." And he was like naming these things, and he said, "I'm in three fantasy football I'm in leagues. Three fantasy football <laughs> leagues. That's more as American. American as it gets." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, man, I I really really like this guy. I think he's really funny, um, and I gave him a four point three. Oh, I got a four point two. Oh wow! Nice. Oh my goodness. Well done. That's how many weeks? We're in a like row, three or we? four weeks in a row where we are spot on each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's uh, I like that. That's good. I like it. Give that a. Uh, it's called Good Deals. The special. It's on Prime special. Video. Prime Video. If you've got Prime, Jimmy O Yang, Good Deal came out last year. It's really good. It was I I I. I thought it was great. Yeah, I laughed the whole time. So yeah. All right, so we need to pick a Mount Rushmore and a comedy segment for next week. Okay. Um, you still have how many did you do last time? Uh, I've got. I still got to do thirty-five push-ups. It's okay. So you did another fifteen. So you're at sixty-five now. I hats mean, you off. are, you are so hats off, baby. Oh, that's big time. Um, love that hat, by the way. That Seattle Mariners hat. Man, I love that hat. Um, probably from i'm gonna say the the 80s i would say this this mariner's hat i don't know if you can see i don't think you can see it on on the uh facebook live feed by the way thank you for the folks who have joined um on facebook live and checked us out i should be doing a better job of i love i love making adam do uh 15 to 20 seconds of this on his own. Well, I do this. <laughs> oh, There's another 15. Brutal for, uh, for people Shohei to Shohei Otani is going to get, I'm telling you right now, I'm having a conversation with Shohei Otani. <laughs> Was that another 15? <sighs> that was another 15. Ooh, that gives me up to 80. You. 80. You only I'm have a, 20 I'm going to finish the podcast off with 20. Very I'm going nice. to knock 20 out to kill this podcast. and then. Uh, but here's the deal. So, we have to do a Mount Rushmore and we have to do a comedy segment that we have to pick out. I'm in charge of Mount Rushmore. My Mount Rushmore this week is going to be the Mount Rushmore of exercises. Oh, that's a great one. Man, that's a great one. Yeah, all your favorite exercises, which for me would be zero. Push-ups definitely are not going to be on the list. Wow. Would would they be if you weren't doing this this week? Absolutely not. Okay, not normally a fan of push-ups. No, Got it. Not normally. Um, okay, that's uh, I mean, good call by you there. So um, I'm going with. By the way, uh, I want to say I think you mentioned it. Jared Zeiser has joined us. Brad Ellis. Uh, we talked about. He gave us the. The Rich Dotson information. There you uh, go. Uh, Melinda Gullett, uh, thanks for joining. And uh, everybody else who has taken a glance at us tonight and uh, in the future when this is on there for a while. Comedy for next week. Comedy next week. What do you got? I've been excited about this for a couple weeks. Just came out uh, in, in the last few weeks. Rory Scovel. Rory Scovel. Love this guy. I've loved him for a long time. Uh, just came out with a new special. It's either live without fear or live without fear. Both would make sense. Can it's I tell? Can I tell you a funny story about that? Please do. So, we have an aunt that uh, that we both share in our family. 
Thank you um, for sharing. Yes, that's no problem. She's a great aunt, so I have no problem letting everybody else have fun, uh, a little, a little, uh, I don't know, anting <laughs> from her. So <laughs> Aunt Peggy would get me, would always get her uh, grand or her godchildren mm-hmm. some kind of Christian knickknack, if you will. So when I was about 10, 12, 13 years old, I had, uh, she, for Christmas, I got a little present. Mm-hmm. And you know when everyone's quiet and then you say something out loud and you say something wrong. We've talked about this on the podcast, like French class, it sucks day to be UA, right when everybody shuts up and you're supposed to be speaking French. So open up my present. Everyone's yelling and screaming in the whole house because we're all having Christmas and everybody's quiet. And I said, oh, a book lives of the saints <laughs> and it was definitely lives of the saints so it's a little tricky sometimes well it's spelled the exact same yeah. way so you have yeah. to and yeah. i gotta say that word first before i know what the rest of the words are so it's a crapshoot man <laughs> that's 50 percent. if it's the first word i feel like there should be some kind of hyphenation or something that tells you what yeah. if it's lives or lives give me a new well give me a whatever the yeah. little dash thing yeah is a pluto or a new stone or a shingao <laughs> or something sure, like that yeah. man i want something because it's a 50 50 shot if i get that right and i feel like aunt peggy may or may not have gotten that book for me just to hear how i would read it when i first said it <laughs> Oh, I mean that's an excellent prank if that's if that's what she did. <laughs> and, it, and it and it worked. It, <laughs> it worked. Totally it worked. worked. It totally worked. Lives this, of the Saints. This worked on me. I think it's I think it's Live Without Fear, uh, but it is on YouTube. It's it's another guy that you know these these comedians are putting their stuff on YouTube. It's free, but they're getting more views here because anybody can access YouTube. They can they have potentially more eyes on it. Um, and they can they can make money from the advertisements and stuff. So um, I'm excited for this one. Rory Scovel, R O R Y S C O V E L. Live without fear on YouTube. Live without fear on YouTube. All right, so I got 20 push-ups to go. I'm gonna bang these 20 push-ups out, and then we're gonna end this thing. So if you want to count it down, we'll count them down. 20 more to get to 100. Shohei Otani uh, lost the home run derby. Uh huh. Pete Alonzo won, which means Adam's Pete Alonzo pick means that I had to do 100 push-ups. I'm at 80. Hat came off again. I'd sweat all the way through it. Got the, I, like that, I like that hat. <laughs> don't, don't sweat through that hat. Like that hat. There you go. Much. There it is. Right, here we go. God, that's a beautiful hat. All righty. Here we go. <clears throat> 19, 18, 17, 16, 15. 14 you have 13 now you have 12 and then you have 11 but you only have 10 left and now there's only nine left but then there's eight and there's only seven left but now there's six now you only have five left and now four but now three and then just two left and then one more and chris witt has done 100 push-ups in the last hour and 10 minutes i haven't done 100 push-ups in a full day in my life i don't think um and you just did it in an hour 10 don't forget I'm, to turn your headlights on. 